Tzoraim Tov, we continue our studies in the book of Megillas Esther. And we're learning it with the commentary of the Mechir Yayin of the Ramah. And today we will begin, this is class number 13. And we're at chapter 9, Pasuk Vav, Perik Tes, Pasuk number 6. And we've been discussing how we're dealing with the the third period of our life of old age and what we're meant to accomplish in old age. And we've already said that you're able to do a lot of tshuva in your old age, even for things that you think you thought you couldn't do tshuva for. The time has passed. But we said how tshuva can overturn the prosecutor into a defense attorney. We also described how the seichel of a tamachachim grows as he gets older and subjugates the Yetzirah. Now we get into a little more detail in Pasuk Vav, where we're going to now discuss the killing of the battle that happened, the fighting that happened uh, when the Jews were defending themselves. And that has how the beginning of the chapter began. The Jews gathered together, and they were uh, victorious. And we ended that in Pasuk Hay, yesterday when the Jews destroyed their enemies and this is all spiritual where the Jew is able to destroy the Yetzirah and things like that so now it says in Posuk Vav and in Shushan Habira the Jews killed and destroyed 500 men remember this is all a metaphor so we're talking about the person, the one person who has lots of different elements within the person. And we understand that Shushan Habira is understood as the entire world. The entire world. It's a, it's a metaphor for the entire world. And it could be the entire world of a human being. And he says... Now, this is an idea that it's, it, he writes it. It's a little bit hard to understand. He says, what's this 500? Talmud says, interesting, the distance, whatever this means, is from where Hashem exists to down to planet Earth is a distance of 500 years. Now, that's uh, mystical. I can't explain to you what that means. You want to say it's 500 light years. I don't know. But anyway, what that means to say is, like, it's like the entire world to be able to um, traverse the entire world as well. Now, it obviously doesn't take 500 years to traverse the entire world, but that's the metaphor. And what does it say? In other words, it's a metaphor for everything in the physical world is the five, number 500. And it says they destroyed 500. What does it mean they destroyed 500? Mean to say as you get older, you have no desire for all the physical pleasures of the world as you get older. And certainly, anyone who is on a level of Mordechai, who is satisfied with what he has, and he changes his life from as a younger person who loves money and can't be satisfied with money in the younger part of our life, and you want to swallow up the whole, year, whole world, but now we destroy all that, and therefore... Um, we have no interest in it anymore. And that's what the Jews did as you get older and you begin to say, I have no interest 
in the physical world for the physical world itself. And therefore, I destroy all elements of and not giving them importance. It doesn't mean you're not going to eat anymore. But you're not uh, lusting for it. Because you realize that you don't need this. And then it's going to say, after the word, chamesh meos ish, then if you look in any Megillah, we now dis- write the ten sons of Haman. The S and Parshandosa, the S Dalfon, the S Asposa, the S Porosa, the S Adalia, the S Aridosa, the S Parmashta, the S Arisai, the S Aridai, the S Vaisosa. The ten sons of Haman, who was the one who was oppressing the Jews, they killed them and they did not send their hands for the booty, the loot. They didn't take any money. So, if you look at a copy of a Megillah, what I just happened to have here, I just happened to have her. Now, those of you who are listening to this podcast, it wouldn't hurt if you took out a Megillah now, but I don't have Megillahs. So okay, the only problem is we're at the beginning of the Megillah. I'll keep it quick. Mm-hmm. So you all will see exactly how it looks in the Megillah. Give me a second. Those who are listening, please indulge my fantasy. I'm almost that tool anyway. What? Here we are. Take a look. Come closer. Here, just just take a look. It says the Jews killed Kamesh Meos five hundred Ish men. The S, and I'll go through the ten of them. Then you got the word Aceres ten over there. Okay, so this is how it is shaped in our Megillah. Now, why is it shaped that way? Right? Why does it look that way? It's like really interesting. You get this gap. You got one word on one side, one word on the other side. Ish, that's going to, they destroy Chamesh Meos Ish, 500 Ish, and now we list the 10. And then we have the word Aceres. Okay? You see that? Okay, now let's see what the uh, Ramon has to say about this. He says the, the tradition for a sofer, when he writes the Megillah, I don't know if you, if you have it in the, in the book, in the Chumash, it's, you know, it does do it, but you don't see it at the, the top of the page, so to speak. This is the accurate Megillah. Any sofer has to write it the way he just wrote it. What has to be the first word on the page? is ish. And what's the last word on the page? Very bottom left. Aceres. Why is it written that way? To teach you the intention, the way we're saying, that an ish, a man himself, is not connected to the chamesh meos, to the 500. You see again, if you look over here, page before and the Chamesh Meos, 500. Yeah. And we're saying 500 is all the lusts and the pleasures of the world. We stop the page there. 
And now we begin Ish, as disconnected from the 500. And that's the idea, you have to feel disconnected to the 500 that represents the pleasures of the world. But what is it connected? The Ish is connected, it's below, on the next page. Ish, and now right under the word Ish, the 10 sons of Haman, which we'll explain what that is. And then we have uh, Vaseris and 10, the very last word on the page. So therefore, what does it mean? The Ish really only can have a connection and should have a connection with the 10 sons of Haman. We'll see what that represents in a minute. The Ish is right on top of and below Ish, 10 sons of Haman. Chamesh Meos, that's on the page before. I don't have, 500 is telling us all the pleasures that the world has to offer. We only want what's below, and we know, therefore, these 10 aspects of the sons of Haman, they're really one person. And what's the halacha? When the Torah reader reads it, there's a rule about how he reads the 10 sons of Haman. What's the rule? Anybody know? You have to read it in one breath. Yes. Without break. One breath. Right? One breath. Why? So the Talmud says one breath because they all died at the same time. But now we could say a little bit different, as we shall explain in a moment. The ten sons of Haman, remember that Haman is the Yetzirah. And there's ten source forces of the Yetzirah. He can hide, and there are 10 forces within a human being that are neutral and can be very good. But if the, uh, the Yetzirah um, captures them, now they're going on the bad side. Either way, we're going to explain in a minute what these forces are, but that's part of the human being. And the human being is made up of these 10 forces. We could say the 10 spheros, they're all aware of, from... Uh, Chachma or Keser, whichever one you want, till Malchus at the bottom. And those can be meant to be used for good, but they can be hijacked for bad. But it all makes up the person. And but we can say that this is a symbolism, the ten sons are symbolism for the forces of the soul. And when a person dies, they all stop at the same time. It's fascinating. The Aramaic Targum to the Megillah. Now, if you ask a question, Here's a great trivia question. You could ask him for me. How many sons did Haman have? What's the answer? Ten. <laughs> now, what do we know? 50,000. What? 15,000. 1,500? Where did you get that from? I, I, I think so. I, I heard somewhere. Well, all the Megillah says is 10 sons of Haman were killed. That's all it says. 10 sons of Haman. Aseres B'nei Haman. But the Targum says he actually had 214 sons. 214 sons. So how many of them got killed? Seems only 10 were hung. Now, that's very interesting. Now, based on how we're learning here, yes, there's many forces within the Yetzirah. But there are 10 primary forces. And those 10 
You have to hang on the tree, which means you got to get them connected to Torah. <coughs> so those are the 10 we have to really worry about. All right? And matter of fact, Rashi adds that these 10 sons of Haman, why do they get killed? Because those were the 10 who prosecuted against the Jews to stop the rebuilding of the Beis Hamikdash. They're called prosecutors. Remember, the Jews were allowed to rebuild the temple in the times of Koresh, but then Achishverish comes along, he gets his sons to go and tell Koresh to, uh, uh, to stop it. That was at the behest of Vashti and Achashverosh. So it's those ten sons who get killed, but they're called the prosecutors. <coughs> so you have ten forces that can prosecute against you. And when you want to make yourself holy, they could say, stop, don't make yourself holy. Now, let's look at this. We're trying to build a base on English. Now, in the, in the true story, you want to build a base on English. And these ten forces stop it. But really, every individual, as it says, um, you will build for me a temple, and I will dwell in them. Hashem wants us to have a temple, but we dwell inside every person. Hashem dwells in every person. Every person is a temple. So a person in his life may want to rebuild his temple. His temple's been destroyed. He's done a lot of avarice. He wants to rebuild the temple. But then come these ten forces and say, No! Because why? Because that's the house. Our body's the house. And you want to have God in the house and that's the temple. They're going to say no. So therefore what we're being told in this great battle, as we get older at least, where maybe we tried to rebuild our temple in our lives. But generally speaking, most people don't succeed. But as we get older in life and our desires become less, Maybe we can come back and take those 10 prosecuting forces and turn them on our side. And they'll stop prosecuting. And then maybe we can build our temple. As history tells us that after the story of Esther, there's only a few years later where we got to rebuild our temple. So now we have to understand these 10 sons, they really are hinting to 10 forces. And he says, it's two groups. Five are the five senses that are well-known. Sight, hearing, smell, taste, and feeling. And there are five that are called the power, the power of sustaining. And that gets already a little trickier. And they are called, um, and I'll explain them as we get there in a minute. Uh, but it's they're called and they're called the power of Machsik, Mosheikh, Ma'achel, Doche, and Molid, which will explain. But Machsik means to contain the power to contain, the power to draw, the power to digest, the power to push away, and the power to give birth. So anyway, he goes and and therefore, these are the ten that we've got to use them for the good. And as you get older, you'll see they kind of get weaker. The weaker they are, the less destructive they are to us. He mentions, just interestingly, that every year on Tanis Esther, on Tanis Esther we give a machatzis ha-shekel, a half-shekel, 
to remember the half shekel coin that was given every year in Adort to pay for the Kurbanos. Now, where do we get the idea of the half shekel coin? Now, a half shekel coin using biblical coinage. There's a coinage of a weight called a geira. Geira. A half shekel is made up of 10 geiras. Oh, so, so what's a full shekel? 20 geiras. Whatever that thing, that's the weight. Now let's think about it. We have to give a half a shekel. Now, you, of course, you know the famous Medrash that Haman gave 10,000 talents of gold to destroy the Jews. And Hashem says, you fool. I've already preceded you by the Jews giving the half shekel coin. Now what that means, some say if take all the Jews, 600,000 root souls, giving 10 gera, a half a shekel, it equals all the money that Haman gave, the 10,000 talents. But let's say it even simpler. What is the whole point of us giving the half shekel coin so we can bring all the korbanos? And the korbanos come basically for atonement. So let's say, why do we give a half shekel? Why don't we give a whole shekel? There's a lot of discussion about this, but the Ramos is an incredible idea. Haman is the Yetzirah. Haman wants the body to go wild. Now, how much of the human being does he have initial power over? Half. Half. Because there's the Yetzirah Tov. There's a spiritual part. So assuming that one full shekel is symbolic of the person. How much is how much power of the person does Haman have? Half. And how much is that? Ten geras. Ten geras. So if we sin, what happens? We allow Haman to take control of the ten geras. Correct. That's half the shekel. Now, what are the ten sons of Haman symbolic of? The ten forces that Haman uses, which is like the ten geiras. In other words, we have ten forces, but there's two sides to the forces. There's the good side and the bad side. So Haman takes the ten bad sides of it, and we get the ten good sides of it. Problem is, we give in to the ten bad sides, so now we have to make atonement for it by giving the half-shekel coin, which is ten geiras to make up for it. Fascinating. And And when you get older, you're not so excited about that anymore. So now what we want to do is take those 10 sides that would get us into trouble, want to hang them from a tree, as we shall see in a minute what that means. And now I'm going to do this quickly. If you want, you can listen to the to the podcast to write it down, down. But I, he brings a lot of proofs, and I don't want to spend a lot of time proving it. But we're going with, we're going, just going to do the 10 sons in order and what they are symbolic of. First one, Parshan Dasa, is relates to the power of digestion. Again, I'm not gonna, there's all proofs to this, but just trust him. Dalphone, the next one is the power of hearing. Aspasa is the power of containment, meaning when you eat food, it goes through the esophagus and then it just doesn't keep running through. Can you imagine if, God forbid, you ate and 10 seconds later you had to eliminate the food? That would not be good. So it has to be contained. It's contained in the stomach for a while and then the lower, different parts, right? So there has to be this idea of containment. 
Then parasa is the idea of the ability to give birth. Adalia is the sense of smell. Aridosa is the sense of taste. Parmashta is the sense of touch. Arisai is the sense of sight. And we could, now again, sight, for example, is a great example. You could look something in a good way or in a bad way. You could have an eye and tov or an eye and rat. I'm just giving you examples of this. All hearing, you could listen to good things or listen to lush and heart. Okay? All these things. All right? So which one am I on now? Which is the last one? Sense of sight. Aridai <coughs> is the, the power of elimination. Whatever's extra, you get rid of it. And vaizosa is the power of circulation. In other words, the food you eat, how does the food you eat get into your body parts? How does that happen? There's a circulatory system that takes some of the vitamins or whatever, when it breaks down, gets into the blood, circulates it all around. Okay, there's much more depth to it. It's not just 10 powers that just work on your body. Obviously, they have spiritual parallels. For example, the power of elimination. Why does Hashem have us go to the washroom? For a very simple reason. Because not everything you take in should you keep. You just heard some juicy lush and horror. Not good. What do you got to do? You got to eliminate it. It's not there anymore. That's the same idea, the idea of digestion. Digestion means, you know, you, you, you hear about something. Oh, the... the the, the virus was not in Wuhan. Not. And that's what everyone's saying. See, what do you got to do? You hear that? You got to digest that. You got to think about it. Is that really true? Does that make any sense? What's their proof? So you say, you know what? I don't know if I should digest that. Well, but I already did. I heard it. Okay, so while I'm digesting, I'm going to eliminate that. On the other hand, you know that a, a man is a man and a woman is a woman that I want to digest. And I want to accept that and I want to go through my system. In other words, digestion separates the good from the bad. The good circulates through your system. Good ideas like Hashem is Hashem he, and he rules the world. I want that to really circulate. Now, but unfortunately, what if you do the opposite? You say a man is a woman, and you let that circulate. Oh, now you're in trouble. And you eliminate that a man is a man, you're really in trouble. So this, you see this idea, the physical things, giving birth, you can give birth, those are new ideas. Ideas to get close to Hashem, ideas to get away from Hashem. So all of these, in one way or another, hearing what you listen to, what containment, what you, what, what you let settle with you, and some things just want to just go right out. All these things are 10 powers. And that has to get hung by the tree. As we said, hung by the tree means the eight Chaim of Torah. And they got to be controlled by Torah. I, you may ask, the order doesn't seem to fit into any one of the logical orders we said. You know, like why is digestion and hearing you know, before containment or birth or smell or all these things. So he says, very interesting. He says, one answer could be maybe as you get older, it's these powers that fail you first. Think about it. As you get older, 
Where do you have the biggest problems? Digestion. You're not able to digest things so good anymore. And then hearing. That also goes. Okay. And you go down the list, so to speak, um, that things you become less and less able to do those things. And then finally, the last thing to go is the circulation. When that's gone, and before that is the elimination, because if you're not able to get rid of the junk, so that's one way of looking at it. So in order, that's how they go down. Or we could say that uh, which ones are, um, okay, that's enough. We don't have to go uh, more into that. But there, these are the 10. So therefore, we've got the, you got 500. That's on the other page. Ish is on the top. And what is the ish? All those 10 things below. Aceres, the 10 of them. And we don't want to even put the next word. B'nai Haman, that's on the next page. <clears throat> but what do we do to them, right? So we move on. I'm just going to go to the next part over here. Okay, and they were hunk. And therefore, it means they have to be connected to Torah. And then it says, but they didn't send their hands to the loot, to the booty. So what does that mean? Again, as you get older, you're not interested in all the loot. Right? He comes in age, you, that food doesn't do it for you. Money, all these things don't do anything. Certainly food doesn't help you as you get older, as you get a certain age. You know, you just, the food doesn't agree with you. Generally speaking. Certainly, what do you need money for? Well, I got to work so hard for money. Really, you make money to buy your pleasures, right? But I can't enjoy the pleasures of what I need the money for. So it means the Jews didn't, so on this day, as we're getting older, we have to use our forces to contain those 10 forces. And why we contain them? Because you're getting older. You don't actually like them so much. And therefore, we got to do what? You got to take those forces and hang them on the tree. Meaning to say, don't kill them, but have all those forces understand its power through what the Torah says. And now that you can't hear so well, Therefore, maybe only hear what you should be hearing. As the famous Chavetz Chaim said, as he got older, he was hard of hearing. And they said, Rabbi, we can get you hearing aids. So he said, in my whole life, I've been trying to avoid hearing Lashon Hara. And Hashem is giving me this gift to not hear Lashon Hara. You want to make it more like that? Okay, so that's the idea. So when, when those pleasures go down, then what's left? What's left is something more ethereal, like Torah. So now you have more time to hang yourself on the Torah, so to speak. So as you're getting older and you retire, instead of spending all that time indulging in more pleasures, start learning. God's kind of telling you the clock is coming down. And now maybe the fact I've weakened you, it's a reason why I want you to now take those weakened powers and I'll be easier to shift it in the direction which they're supposed to happen and will guide you through the Torah. So this is the war that we have in our old age. In our old age, this is our war. So instead of, this I think should be very encouraging for us. Many of us, we're getting older, we get more depressed. Ugh, I can't even enjoy eating anymore. I can't enjoy seeing. I can't enjoy hearing. I can't enjoy sex anymore. I can't, I can't have kids. It's hard to eliminate. 
or eliminates too much and I can't control the elimination, doesn't contain. So you could say, wow, man, what's the whole point of my life? The answer is you now are getting to the place where you can mamish do chub on everything. And you can really turn your life around. It's not as good. It's not as good as it had to done it when you were younger. But at least that's what the time is for. In other words, why shouldn't God just kill you? Like you're going down. So, And unfortunately, in the secular world, many people, when they're going down to a point where they can't enjoy life, assist by suicide, please. Hashem says, no, no, why would you want to assist the suicide? Now you're in the best position you've been in your whole life. And people who now, you know, have sicknesses and they're not able to. So, so the question is, what's life worth living? The answer is now you're in the best position to chuva. Whatever forces you have, now you can change them in the right place and hang it all up from the tree. And now that should be your best time of your life. Okay, so that was Psukim Vav through Yud, 6 through 10. Now we go to Pusuk 11, Yud Aleph. By Yomahu on that day, the number of those that were killed came to the king. So, what does that mean? We're talking about Shushan Habira, and there were 500 who were killed in Shushan Habira, and that means it was brought before the king. So what does that really mean? The king now is the king is your seichel that needs to be more developed. So that comes with a feeling that his powers are becoming limited, as we mentioned. But now you begin to say, wait a minute, if my powers are limiting, I still want to live. Is there a way that I can continue to live? You're hearing now that, listen, the Shushan, they're dying. That means what? The, the forces of pleasure are dying. You don't really want to eat so much anymore. So a person now figures, you know, if I, I'm going to eat less, what's going to happen? I'm going to really die. And here's an interesting thing. The person, as you see this is happening, and you got the opportunity to to destroy certain powers that shouldn't exist anymore. But at the end, you kind of know, doesn't that mean that I'm going to die soon? And wouldn't the human being, by definition, want to find a way to survive? Isn't there a way I could survive? Now, what would you want to do to survive? You're in your 80s, and you're falling apart. We should all be well and healthy. Okay, maybe your 90s you're falling apart. But then you say, but, but I'm going to die. Is there a way that I can keep living? Because that becomes the last challenge. It's so interesting. Still, most people still want to live. There's some who want to die. But others say, oh, it's such a shame. By the time I really got some seichel, <laughs> I, I, I'm running out of gas. Maybe there's a way I can live longer. Can I do something to keep myself living longer. Maybe I'll eat different foods. All the health foods now. Okay, no more ribs, sticky ribs with sugar and molasses and all those, what do you call it, cholesterol killers. Ay, man, man, your cholesterol was high for so many years. Your heart is going. Everything's falling apart. You got a diabetes, a face bus. 
Maybe I could start eating something to change it. And maybe I can continue to live for years and years. And this is going to be where we're going to pick off tomorrow, pick up tomorrow. When all the information comes, look, your, your desires are down. And you're using it in a good way now. Isn't it a shame to die now? Because it looks like I'm going to die. Things are falling. Can I do something to keep myself alive? And the initial thought is, well, go to the doctor. He'll give me some types of foods and pills and medicines and things like that keep me alive forever. Should that be the focus of the person as he gets into his old age or not? So tomorrow, Mir Hashem, we will pick it up at this point.